Today we will be looking into a very controversial issue of the legalization of assisted suicide and present both the pros and cons of its legalization. I'd like to introduce the group participating in this podcast, Zydell, Andrea, Brianna, and Alejandro. Today we will have Zydell and Andrea presenting the pros of the legalization of assisted suicide, also known as PAS. Brianna and Alejandro will be presenting the cons of this topic. For those of you who don't know what assisted suicide is or have not heard about it, This is a suicide of a patient suffering from an incurable disease, affected by the taking of lethal drugs provided by a doctor for this purpose. States such as Oregon, Washington, and California have legalized this, however not all states have done so due to the controversy surrounding its legalization. Religion is a major factor in the argument as it goes against religious views. Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Zydell, and I want you guys to imagine something for me. Medical bills from chemotherapy, surgery, hospital stays, prescription drugs, and lab tests can be costly, and most are not even covered by health insurance. Having to buy a plane ticket because physician-assisted suicide is not legal in your state can add to these expenses and becomes an even greater financial struggle. Brittany Maynard found herself in a situation like this. Brittany was, 29, was a 29-year-old woman who was on the toughest final days of her fight against brain cancer. Brittany decided she wanted to alleviate her unbearable suffering by choosing PAS. Though she chose PAS, the exercise was still prohibited in the state of California at that time. Brittany had to move to Oregon in order to receive assisted suicide. She had to move away from everything that she loved, leave the friends that watched her live a healthy life, and saw her on her ill days and die away from her hometown, all because the law did not allow her to make a choice she should be able to independently decide on. Terminally ill people are obligated to continue living a life suffering all because the prohibition of PAS. PAS is something that should be legalized in all 50 states because it gives terminally ill people the individual freedom to choose whether or not they want to take advantage of having it as an option and be able to pass with dignity. In the court case Baxter v. Montana, Robert Baxter and Stephen Stowell, who were both terminally ill, decided to file a complaint to Montana to allow a competent, terminally ill patient to die with dignity. Some opponents may argue that the legalization might increase suicide rates. However, Oregon's Death with Dignity Act annual reports show that less than 1% actually use assisted suicide because when they are given the right to do so, they end up gaining enough bravery to continue fighting for their life. Lastly, without the legalization of PAS, people will have to take the passive euthanasia alternative, which can create more suffering or may be prone to dying involuntarily. A 70-year-old man, Ray Gosling, spoke up on BBC TV admitting to killing his lover, who was dying of AIDS just because he asked him to. If we know that this is common, how can we be so sure that the patients died voluntarily with no physician was present at the time of the passing? For this reason, we should legalize PAS in order to prevent people like Brittany from leaving their hometown behind just to be able to pass peacefully. Thank you, Zydell, for that point of view. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Brianna, and in another point of view, I would like to say that assisted suicide is suicide in general. It has it in the phrase itself. What makes assisted suicide and private suicide any different? Both are caused by people who are hurt mentally, physically, or even both. Assisted suicide is performed by a physician, someone who should be provided 
who should be providing all patients with care and doing everything in their power to keep them going, not becoming a murderer and ending their life because they believe that there are no more chances for them, when in reality, there could have been one. And that one could have performed if it was not for the easy way out. The thing about suicide is that Although suicide stops the suffering of one person, it technically transfers that suffering into a loved one for their loss. And if their suffering gets deep, their actions might might lead them to commit suicide itself. The cycle goes on. Someone who is in pain only cares about ending it. However, they end up giving up because there is no more hope that lives inside of them. When assisted suicide is an option, they tend to go that way because they are over it. They have no hope and believe there is no chance. But what if there was a chance? As they are suffering, getting told that there is no possible way to keep going, and they are in pain, assisted suicide would be an easy way out. Well, technically, there could have been a higher chance for them to live. If assisted suicide was legalized in all states, it would fund more money to educate the physicians better in ways to give them all the help they need instead of letting them give up. Also, according to the article by Atlantic, focusing on fixing America's broken healthcare system, improving training for physicians, and ensuring high-quality end-of-life care should be done. It is only right that the physicians do everything in their power to provide the special care that is required. However, the money that is being spent in assisted suicide should be spent in improving the care of the patient and giving them hope. Improving the healthcare system will only help out the physicians become better at their career and will help the patients as well. If there was a chance that a person should live, we should motivate them to let them live up to the time that they were told and wait for a miracle. Also, according to ABC News, 72% of the United States population is religious and believe in God. Therefore, their morals are based upon life being taken from them by God and not themselves. This is Andrea speaking, and I'd like to challenge one of your points, Brianna. As mentioned, you argue that doctors are playing the role of God if they administer PAS, and the issue of what will occur if a patient asks for assisted suicide at a religious hospital. I would like to state that everyone is entitled to their religious belief and views. However, if the patient is not religious and chooses to get PAS, the religious views of others should not be imposed on them. Each patient has an option of whether or not to choose PAS, so if in the case it does go against the patient's religious views, they are not forced to take part. It is only administered if specifically requested by the patient. In addition, not all hospitals have to administer PAS. It is just an option for patients. It is an option for those who want to choose what to do when terminally ill. If a hospital such as St. Jude does not want to participate in this practice, they do not have to. It should be an option in all hospitals to make the experience of a terminally ill patient easier, but in a case such as this, at least public hospitals should allow PAS. This is Idell. Adding on, I'd like to state that patients that may be suffering from depression may want to choose PAS. However, patients must undergo a psychological evaluation in order for physicians to determine if they are capable of making such a decision and are not suffering from a mental illness. In addition, only the terminally ill will be allowed to even consider physician-assisted suicide, not just anyone who may be ill. 
Some people might say that money that is going to make assisted suicide possible should instead be used for less controversial causes like to fund the education of doctors to prevent diseases in the first place. However, the money used for this is not very high, and it only seems expensive because of, the, of its illegalization. Up until 2012, the cost was $500, but the price rose up to $1,500 to $2,500 only because of the European Union's ban on exports and because many international pharmaceutical companies don't export the drug to the United States for the same controversiality. Once legalized, the price will be most likely decreased back to $500, which would not be that impactful to use as funds for increased research. It is said that patients should be given a second chance to live, and if assisted suicide is legalized in all states, patients will want the easy way out without trying to continue to live. However, when a terminally ill patient chooses PAS, it is usually because they have not been cured by any treatments and their life is already coming to an end. If the patient were to stay fighting, they would continue with expensive treatments and drugs that can cause addiction. Hydrocodone and oxycodone are some of the most commonly abused pain medication administered to patients. When a patient is feeling unbearable pain, they can abuse the drug and cause a possible overdose or even become addicted if it is not numb their pain. Other possible treatments offered to patients can cause death. There is a term known as a double effect which allows physicians throughout the U.S. to do what is necessary to relieve a patient's pain, even if it may cause death, and this is not classified as PAS. If the patient dies from taking medication, it is done involuntary and is just a price to pay for the good effect. The second chance to live can also lead to their death. As mentioned in the team for assisted suicide, they stated that people do not have to travel to get attended for assisted suicide. In many cases, people do not have the money nor energy to travel to take their own life. However, the money that is being spent on the travel should be spent on more medications or any procedure that allows them to have hope of life again. When a person is ready to leave this world because of pain, we see that pain is taking over their state of mind. With the mentality of ending pain now, they are willing to do anything. There are alternatives when the doctor said there is no other chance of life, like going to a different doctor, living the best end of your days in hope, and doing things that you have never done before. The person is desperate to stop feeling and suffering, so of course that will be an option, but it is best to give them alternatives. Providing them with proper care will allow them to rethink their decision. Having them fight through it will be a motivation for them that they are stronger than they think. Why should we shut down their hope and offer assisted suicide? During that process, what if there was a chance and they missed it because of suicide? because assisted suicide was offered. Mentioned by the pro team for assisted suicide, they claim that this should be an option for people who have a terminal illness that cannot be cured by medicine. In many cases, the option would seem reasonable, but it should not be given. In an article from Lone Star College, it is against doctors' Hippocratic Oath to participate in euthanasia because the oath makes physicians and doctors promise to relieve pain and to not to administer deadly medicine. The only time the oath does not apply is when the individual has cancer because patients are given chemotherapy which is poisonous to the body. If this is given as an option for patients, the relationship between the doctor and the patient would encourage distrust. In addition, 
Before making a choice for assisted suicide, individuals should be informed instead of choosing the option right away. The application of physician-assisted death reduces the physician's role dramatically to nothing more than a provider of services, services that may be demanded by the patient, the state, or third-party payers. In an article from Medscape, the authors suggest that breaking the barrier of physicians assisting in patients' death will make more patients suspicious regarding the true goal of palliative treatment. In order to avoid this, the individual should just be given an alternative and not given the option to assisted suicide. Thank you, Alejandro. Uh, this is Idel speaking. To sum up the pros argument, we acknowledge that religion is an important factor for many citizens in our country, which is the cause for the increased controversy about the legality of assisted suicide. However, the same way that we have to respect the right for someone to choose their religion and respect their practices, we also must respect that not everyone chooses to have a religion, and therefore, we cannot ban everything that might disturb religious practices. We also do acknowledge that hospitals that are religious, like St. Jude Medical Center, might not be willing to practice assisted suicide, and we fully believe that if they are private and religious, then they should not have to be obligated to offer assisted suicide to patients which is why we should make them be offered in public hospitals where religion should not be a factor that can prevent a patient from not being offered this alternative. We understand why some may think people will start choosing assisted suicide as an alternative to escape the costly medical bills and that many will, be, many will choose assisted suicide as an easy solution. However, as stated before, the law will not allow for this to occur since assisted suicide will only be allowed for patients who are terminally ill and will have many restrictions and barriers to prevent mentally ill people from choosing assisted suicide for the wrong reasons. Do we really want to keep people tied to their pain on their last days of living? We should understand that choosing to leave one's family and friends is the hardest decision a person can ever choose to make, but putting, her, putting oneself first is just as important and should outweigh the rest. This is Brianna. To sum up the con argument, there are many factors that are proven on why assisted suicide should be legalized or not. It certainly all comes down to personal morals. Imagine walking inside that hospital room feeling that contagious sad vibe, only to hear the heart monitor have a single long-lasting sound. As the machine starts getting louder, you wish that their heart was the one beating. As you get closer, the memories seem to be overwhelming you. Well, that was all. The last goodbye has came. All that is left to think is, did they really decide this? Or did the desperate thought of ending the pain choose for them? This cannot be. Now the physical pain that used to exist within them then turned into mental pain for the loved ones. Was assisted suicide really worth shutting down all hope and motivation to keep going? Put yourself in the place of that loved one watching someone who means everything to you just leave or vice versa. Imagine the pain you will cause if you leave. At the end, regardless if anyone has to travel to get assisted suicide, or comparing your disease to least and most deadly, or giving the money to physicians to improve the healthcare system, pain will remain regardless of what option is chosen. But hope, hope is only one way. If you reject assisted suicide, hope is what motivates the person and what causes some healing to the mind and heart. The other way ends all hope leaving 
leaving, simply just causing pain. We acknowledge that assisted suicide is a full right that a human being should be deciding upon. It is their life after all. They should not have to travel or worry about expenses. Yet again, money is not everything, and the sad thoughts should not linger upon a person to commit something that is planned when it should be something natural. Thank you, Zydell, Andrea, Brianna, and Alex for providing us with such great points. I hope you all have been given enough information to have become a little more educated on this topic and can participate in the civil dialogue when your state offers the legalization of PAS. I encourage you all listening to form your own opinions and do a little bit of your own research. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and stay tuned for the next episode.